Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all of the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Victoria Vertin. And I am your host, Mikkel Snyder. So, we have been trying to end the show on a positive note, but sometimes bad stuff happens. And so I wanted to start this week actually by paying respect to some of the greats that passed away. So I just wanted to take a moment to remember the life and works of actor Charlie Robinson, who is best known for playing Mac on Night Court, musician Biz Marquis, Just a Friend, definitely the anthem of a few of my summers, and civil rights activist Gloria Richardson, who was the leader of the Cambridge movement, among other things, and just an amazing civil rights activist. And if you don't know much about Gloria Richardson, I would go and Google her, because she's pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's always sad to lose people, but it, as we have said before, it gives us a chance to look back on their lives and to share with each other the things that they have done for the community. So... Rest in power. All right, Mikkel, what have you got for us? Well, now we're going to go to our regularly scheduled shenanigans (laughs) with our new favorite opening segment when I'm the host, uh, Mad Libs or News Headlines. So this is is the second time we've done it in this format, the third time we've had this segment. But essentially, the news likes to produce headlines that just sound so outrageously outlandish sometimes that it sort of like takes us back for a second and makes us reflect of whether or not we're living in a simulation. So, in in the vein of one of my favorite shows growing up, Beyond Belief, Fact or Fiction, I will be reading five different headlines or Mad Libs. And at the end of it, Victoria will guess whether or not each headline is a headline or a Mad Lib that I have modified from an actual headline. So, are you ready, Victoria? For, I'm ready. For five, for five rounds. Yes, I'm ready. Cool. All right. Joining the ranks of Batman, Thanos, Iron Man, Groot, Ray, Finn, Marshmallow, the EDM artist, Major Laser, and the Twitch streamer Ninja, LeBron James is now an official character skin for the popular Battle Royale Fortnite. Variety reports that Tyra Banks believes her ice cream company could help make her the next Walt Disney. Van Leeuwen has introduced a new ice cream flavor. Kraft Mac and Cheese. MTV has decided to revive the classic TV series, Cribs. And finally, the McCormick Seasoning Company is currently searching for its first Director of Taco Relations. Now that I've read all five headlines, do you feel good? Do you think? Do you feel like you have a handle on reality? I mean, <laughs> I feel sad that all of these seem true. <laughs> Uh, that's not true. The first one is just like, that just seems like a natural evolution of Fortnite. I assume that at some point there will just be any name that has ever meant anything to anyone will be a Fortnite character. So LeBron James being an official Fortnite skin, like, yeah, 
Okay. I, I, I'm, I, I feel like that's probably real. Tyra Banks plus ice cream equals egomaniac slash Walt Disney. I mean, that also tracks... Tyra, 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 Tyra. I, I'm gonna come back to that one. That one is like, I, I feel like I can hear in her voice her saying something that hyperbolic about <laughs> ice cream. But I'm a little, I'm a little sketch. The Kraft Mac and Cheese, I know is true because I saw it on Colbert. Uh, so that one I know is true. I don't know why it's a thing that's happening. It seems very American. <laughs> It's just like the same folks, or maybe they're like rivals, like the people who are like, can we fry this? There's like a rival faction that's like, but can we ice cream this? Uh, MTV bringing back cribs, yes, of course, I think that that is real, because MTV does weird stuff all the time. I wouldn't be surprised if in like 30 years they bring back punked. And they're like, and it's still Ashton Kutcher. It's gonna happen. McCormick Seasoning, Director of Taco Relations. That's a rough one. I feel like they only have one taco seasoning, and therefore I'm not sure what a Director of Taco Relations would do. Maybe they'll have like an Oscar Mayer Wiener taco mobile, and just drive around doing pop-up taco shops. I don't know. Can I can I go with sketchy? Can I just say that the Tyra Banks one and the McCormick seasoning one are sketchy to me? But I, I'm I'm leaning towards real on both of them. Okay, so we we will go through each bullet points. The okay. LeBron James Fortnite skin, a hundred percent real. That is happening, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. Giving Space Jam a new legacy is just oh yeah, it, it's it's there. Uh, the Tyra Banks believes her ice cream company could make help her the next Walt Disney. That is the verbatim headline from the Variety tweet that I took that in. I didn't have to change anything about it because I could not have made that more wild had I had I tried. As you alluded to, yes, the Kraft Mac and Cheese is something uh, that was already talked about on many major things, but it was too good not to include. Yeah, Although definitely. Although I will say that, like, cheese ice cream is is a thing, and, like, yeah. it can work. It, it's the Kraft Mac and Cheese... With the specific, like, orange tint that makes me question why we are here. The reviews have been, like, surprisingly mixed, where there are, like, lots of people sort of like, no, this is actually good. And then there are people sort of like, what the hell are you talking about? This can't, we can't be eating the same thing. Ooh, um, the real question is, can you put Kraft Mac and Cheese ice cream on apple pie as a substitute for the weird slice of cheese? And ice cream. Does that substitute? I think it might. Because, like, here, here, here's the thing, right? I can't believe we're discussing this right now. So, like, <laughs> apple pie goes well with vanilla ice cream. That That's just fact. Right. We, we've mm-hmm. accepted this, right? Yeah, yeah. Apple and cheese is, like, a surprisingly good pairing because of the tartness of the apple and then the, the savory ease of the cheese. So, like, apple cheddar is, like, a common, like, mm-hmm. sandwich pairing, right? So, like, you may be onto something where you have this, like, apple pie, which has the the, the, the nice, crispy, bread-like crust. Well, not bread-like, but, like, it, a corp. Flaky pastry crust. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, a pastry crust. You have the apples. 
and then you have like this vanilla cheese base. I, God, you might be onto something. I know. That's a terrifying sentence. I know. I'm sorry, I distracted. Okay, how about Cribs? Okay, Cribs is getting a revival. Deadline announced it yeah, 20 yeah, years yeah. after the fact. <laughs> and then finally, McCormick Seasoning is currently searching for its first ever Taco Relations director. I, I don't know why either. There was like a, a, lots of paragraphs underneath that news release, but I really just needed the headline. So, uh, yes, uh, this week I cannot fabricate anything to be any less <laughs> believable or unbelievable. So, uh, come back in two weeks for more Mad Libs news headlines. That's a lot. That is a lot. I appreciated that. Thank you. That was fun. And let's take a brief break before we get into our our major talking point topics and our our news segments that you come listen to us for. Many moons ago, in the mysterious before-before times, this podcast reported about how a CGI recreation of James Dean was cast in a Vietnam War movie because apparently no other living actor could conceivably play the role that the director had in mind. So they had to digitally resurrect the actor without his consent. Uh, terrifying use of technology. Definitely not ideal, right? So fast forward to this week, and the New Yorker released an interview with Morgan Neville, the director of Roadrunner, a documentary about the life and career of his team chef, Anthony Bourdain, and Neville had a pretty flippant take on a controversial topic, to say the least. So as it turns out, in order to create audio clips of Anthony Bourdain saying certain things, Neville sent hours of his voice so an artificial intelligence company could digitally recreate him reading things that he never actually said out loud. Uh, The paragraph floating around the Twitterverse specifically noted an email that Bourdain wrote, and so while they were his words that he, he had generated, he never said them out loud. And Neville basically said, sort of like, if you didn't know that some of these were digitally recreated, you may never know that they were digitally recreated, because that's that's how technology works. So uh, Neville's casualness regarding this topic drew a bunch of ire and some flack from Octavia Bourdain, who explicitly rebutted Neville's assertion that people were consulted and okay with this deep fake voice reading of certain lines in order to smooth out a narrative. And yeah, this technology remains utterly terrifying, and I would rather we not use our advancements to recreate the voices of dead people without their consent. Again, that, that's a really big thing here, is that like the, there's no consent going on, and Neville made this thing, so in fact, we'll have an ethics conversation afterwards, so in fact, maybe you should have had that ethics conversation like immediately before doing it. Um... Yeah, I much rather we use our technology to do things like make 3D cat hologram advertisements and shark tracking apps where we can watch sharks move throughout the ocean. But instead, we have to reckon with the possibility of our likeness and our voice being digitally recreated after death. Yeah, I dislike this on so many levels. Um, I love Anthony Bourdain. Um, I love his style of journalism. I love his upfrontness, um, and his 
vulnerability and talking about kind of the struggles that he went through. Uh, his shows got me through a lot of stuff, and I just, I, I love Anthony Bourdain. Uh, he also did a really cool, um, like, graphic novel slash cookbook which is super amazing. I'm trying to, like, look... Oh, there it is. It's called Hungry Ghosts, and it's so amazing. And it's these kind of Asian ghost stories, and then they pair them... Because the telling of these ghost stories is happening at a kind of, like, dinner, and every every guest at the dinner has to tell a ghost story, then each ghost story also goes with a recipe. And it's amazing. And he just does, um, he did amazing stuff. Um, and it took me a long time to, like, be okay after his death. Uh, and that was, that really sucked. And I'm sure it really sucked for a lot of people. Not the least of which, his family. And, like, to do this... I feel like it is disrespectful in many ways. Number one being the consent. Number two being the consultation with his family. I can't imagine, like, hearing your partner's voice or hearing your father's voice or your brother or your son or whatever, hearing them say things that you know they never said. Like, it would be hard enough hearing them say things that you know they did say, and so I think that that should have received a lot more care and it should have been the family being 100% on board. And if they weren't, there are other ways to do this. And and so I want to bring up Amend here, which is Will Smith's uh, Netflix series that he did with Larry Wilmore uh, that is about kind of civil rights throughout American history. And... They have all of the voices are, like, well-known actors. And so they come out and read these things that presidents or politicians or slaves or Frederick Douglass or all of these people, they have these great written things. And instead of trying to deep-fake their voices, they just get well-known actors and actresses to come out and read them. And it creates this really powerful testimony. And I feel like you could have done the same thing. I feel like Anthony Bourdain has enough friends and people in the, in the world that you could have done that. And that would have maybe been even more powerful to have his friends give this really great testimony to him instead of this weird, like, deep fit. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. (laughs) Well, it's great that you mentioned that and bad for like the overall context of this movie which is supposed to be like a testament to a very like great man's life and like all of the stuff that he did which is sort of like the email in question the friend who who like provided the email which is sort of like how did you get Anthony to say all these things and then to discover it's sort of like uh well we just you know use technology and so like why didn't you just have the friend read it? Right? Like, wouldn't that have Ugh. had, like, the same emotional impact without, like, you know, causing all of this, like, backlash and, like, basically da- casting a dark cloud on top of what would otherwise be, like, a very nice testament and, like, elegy. 
And then instead we're having this conversation, which I don't want to be having because like, it's just, it's a weird thing, right? It's just, it's weird. It's unsettling. It's not, it's not what we're supposed to be using technology for. This is not better anyone. It just makes it confusing and icky and yeah. Agreed. Confusing and icky, I feel like is a mood. (laughs) Yeah. Indeed. So uh, we'll revisit this topic in six months when someone else inevitably gets digitally resurrected, and I have mixed feelings about it yet again. So what's a big ticket item for this week, Victoria? Oh, okay. So big ticket this week is expanding universes. We had a lot of news this week, and a lot of it was titles that we already know expanding in some way. So I tried not to just do... You know, like, a new season is coming out, although there's a little bit of that. I tried to go with uh, more, like, spin-off entities, which will make sense in a minute, and casting announcements. So let's start with Avatar. The Avatar RPG, which has been kind of out in the ether for a while as, like, a thing that was going to happen, has a Kickstarter date. So August 3rd, the Avatar Legends RPG will be on Kickstarter, and that is really exciting to me as both an Avatar and RPG nerd. Uh, And Nickelodeon has also now announced that they are, in fact, going to go the universe route and start giving us more Avatar-adjacent things from Nick. I don't know how to feel about that yet. My initial feeling is excitement, but we'll see how they handle it. Uh, In the completely opposite side of things, John Wick (laughs) has new news. So we got a casting announcement of Mark Zeror as the new villain. And then also, if I understand this right... Before the new, before John Wick 4 comes out, like as part of that, they are going to do a kind of British style three night special, 90 minute episodes on each of the three nights for an origin story for the hotel, for the Continental, which I haven't seen John Wick but the hotel seems pretty awesome. So I'm sure that John Wick fans will be very excited about that. I also kind of remember that there was a weird ballerina thing who is maybe one of the other... I don't know. There's another spinoff that has happened, will happen. If you like John Wick, the ballerina is a thing that has happened. DC! DC has a couple of new seasons coming out. The Titans Season 3 trailer actually made me care a little. Uh, I remember the Titans Season 1 trailer and being like, this is not... I dislike this. The Season 3 trailer makes me think, maybe I should care about this show. Stargirl Season 2, however, does not make me care, but it is happening. (laughs) However, the biggest expansion in this universe that I am super duper excited about is a web series called Superhero Diaries. We don't have a lot of information yet, but the information that we do have is that Phil Lamar is going to be actually physically portraying Green Lantern, who he's voiced in so many things, and I'm really excited to see that. I think that that 
guarantees that it will be comedic and funny and that makes me happy so superhero diaries will be coming out on youtube soonish so that is exciting indiana jones five five <laughs> is happening for some reason i'm not i love indie that last one was rough man it was rough but now we have indie five and we got a casting announcement that Antonio Banderas will be in Indiana Jones 5, and maybe that will redeem it, or maybe it will just, maybe we're just committing to the weird now. Not sure. And finally, in kind of, so everything else has been visual media, this is a tech thing, but Steam is expanding and that it is coming out with a Steam deck which for all intents and purposes looks like a DS. However, it is connected to your Steam library and is able to run all of your PC games. There's a lot of cool technology here. I also really want to put out there that I am appreciative that this is coming from Steam and not from, say, Microsoft, right? Uh, so this is a pretty big piece of tech, and it looks exciting. You can take your PC games with you. It's a portable device. Um, it, it also kind of reminds me of the Switch, which I'm assuming is what they're trying to kind of compete with, of like, you can play your PC games, but in a more like Switch-like device. Uh, however, it can also pair up with just about everything, meaning that you can play your PC games on your TV if, say, they are in different rooms, or you can take it to your buddy's house and play it on their TV. Uh, you can hook different things up to it so that you can play games in your dorm room or whatever, and so it seems pretty cool. Uh, it is incredibly expensive. Uh, the base model is $400, but if that is a thing, if you, are, if you are a PC gamer and you're kind of annoyed that every Christmas or winter season, you know, Xbox and uh, PS do these big releases and you're just kind of like mumbling about, you know, um, PC, this is your thing. So you can pre-order now and shipping in the U.S., will start December of 2021. So, it's kind of cool. Those are my things. Alright, I'm gonna work backwards <laughs> up the list, uh, because I have so many thoughts about the Steam Deck. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, we'll, we'll start out with, with talking about sort of, like, Nintendo announced, I think, during last week when we I had a power outage and was not able to report on this live. Uh, they basically announced that they're releasing a new model, which is sort of like a premium switch with better handheld technology. It has like a big OLED screen. It like looks pretty. It has a built-in line port. But everyone was sort of expecting sort of like the switch is a solid piece of hardware, but like it is it is not as powerful as some of its contemporaries. And a lot of people were expecting like a super switch. Uh, Nintendo, in their wisdom or what have you, decided not to do that. And, like, conceptually, I can understand it. They don't want to split the payo base because, like, the Switch as a console is intended to be sort of like this all-gateway thing. And if they make 
a parity thing, it's going to cause the DS and free DS divide, right? Or suspect. They have to support two consoles essentially at the same time, but are functionally the same. And then if one doesn't get adopted in the same way, it's just a waste of investment. So like making a better portable Switch makes makes sense in my head, right? But then Steam comes out here and says, it's like, but what if we give you a handheld laptop? And everyone just sort of like, is this a stupid idea or is this the best idea that anyone has ever had? And I'm I'm on the this is a fantastic idea. I will I will gladly I spent most of yesterday, which was Friday, when they announced the pre-orders, trying to get a reservation. Because in order to like stop scalpers, you put like a five dollar deposit down and then you get an email later on and the order that it was a mess. The service crashed, it happens every time. I, I got my thing released. But I like this as just sort of like it's it's a nice like universal like thing that will be like fairly future proof for a while because it takes games like five years in order for like them to stop being compatible just because of like how tech specs have worked out in, in recent times. So I get like a nice little handheld that's gonna last me a good time. It looks like surprisingly like usable. Which is weird, right? Because like we're thinking about like big like games, big monitors, but like they've shown footage being played on on the Steam Deck, and it looks good, and like the controls look similar enough to the Switch, and it has paddles, and I love paddles, and that that's such a weird thing to like to like advocate for, but like the paddles really help with like control manipulation. So I'm excited for the Steam D from the Steam Deck. <laughs> Not the Steam DS, that's something else. Uh, that's the Fusion product coming out in 2024. I'm making that up. Please don't sue us on Nintendo or Valve. Um, so yeah, I know a bunch of people in BNP are also excited about this. It's new tech. It's really, really goddamn expensive. But we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully, the 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 uh, founder of Valve also commented sort of like, having it be expensive was sort of, like, kind of a downer thing, because, like, this is supposed to be a more, like, approachable entry, so we'll see how the initial sales do. I'm sure the price will come down. We're also going through a manufacturing crisis right now, so, like, that's that's neither here nor there. Uh, I have no comments about the fifth Indiana Jones movie that we are somehow <laughs> getting, other than maybe we need to stop giving Harrison Ford money or incentives to make money because he keeps getting himself and others injured in the process. Uh, I love him. But, like, stop letting him near planes, please, God. Um, uh, DC, nothing about uh, Titans can make me interested after I watched the entirety Ooh. of the first season and Ooh. recapped the entirety of the first season. And I tried to watch some of the second season to see if it got better, and it just... It just didn't, so, like, I got nothing there. I have no feelings about Stargirl other than the fact that I will probably watch it in the background as I do other things that are more engaging but still need background noise. And, yeah, Superhero Diaries sounds interesting. Give Phil Lamar anything he wants. He's done so much good for us. Oh boy, John Wick. I love John Wick. Great <laughs> franchise. Love Keanu Reeves. Uh, I don't think the weird ballerina thing came out yet because of COVID and other things. So like, I think that's still there. You missed you missed something that I find like very fascinating about this free night ninety minute episode specials. Each episode is getting a budget of twenty million dollars. Oh, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. missed that. That's 
Wow. That's not, like, total. Like, each each episode is getting a movie budget. And, yeah, uh, it's, about, it's about Winston, who is the proprietor of the hotel, and his origin story with the hotel. And I, I've been excited for this, like, conceptually, but I'm also just sort of, like, wondering what, what exactly we're doing here with all of this money. And... Yeah, give me John Wick 4 and casting announcements until that movie comes out, because I, I want it badly. Avatar, really quick. Again, we withhold judgment on any of the new universe stuff till we actually hear what they're trying to give us, because that could go in a lot of different directions. I am very excited to have someone ask if I can run an Avatar RPG game and just be tired. But like that, that looks fun. I'm excited for a new rule book that I may or may not get to use and may or may not get to play or DM. The Kickstarter is a formality that's going to get funded in like a day and they're just going to make a bunch of money to help make it a better product. Wow, we talked a lot and there's still a lightning round! So yeah, even though we cover so many different things, we still like to make sure we cover like a couple like rapid fire things just so that way you're in the know about things. So here we go. Complicated feelings about police procedurals aside, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is coming back on August 12th for its final season. Uh, This week was the seven year anniversary of DashCon, the Tumblr convention with the infamous pulpit. And I wish we could have talked more about that, but I just wanted to, like, just say it out loud. Hiroma Arakawa, the acclaimed mangaka behind Full Metal Alchemist, has announced that she is developing a new series, which is literally one of the most exciting things I think I could hear about in the year 2021. Atlas has confirmed that Persona 6 is officially in development, and... We all saw it coming, but it's still nice to get official confirmation. And then finally, Pixel released the trailer for Turning Red, a story about a 13-year-old girl who turns into a red panda when embarrassed. Uh, notably, the director Domi Shi has previously directed Bao, one of my favorite uh, Pixel shorts ever. Turning Red releases March 11th, 2022, and stars Rosalie Chang and Sandra Oh. All good things. If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was this week in nude news. Turn in next week for more pop culture. I'm your host, Mikkel Snyder. And I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. And please remember to like, comment, and subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts. Your support really helps us out. We'll catch you next week.